Boom. Hello and welcome to the Executive Protection Lifestyle Podcast with your host, Byron Rogers. This podcast is dedicated to the executive protection practitioner, the private security professional. In this podcast, we're going to talk about the mental, emotional, psychological, physiological fitness that goes into being an efficient and effective executive protection agent. Whether you're in law enforcement, whether you're a mom that's looking at how to protect her children or a father that's focused on how to protect his family. I believe this podcast has something for all of you. We might even get into some tales from the crypts of true Hollywood stories from time to time. I'm doing this podcast because I feel the reality of this job is simple. If you really want to be good at executive protection, it's more than just a job. It really is a lifestyle. And those of you who've been in the game for any serious amount of time, you already know what I'm saying is true. So if that sounds interesting to you, Enjoy the show. Out. Boom. Hey, what's going on, guys? Byron Rogers here uh, with Bravo Research Group, a private security company out of Orange County, California, uh, and the founder of Executive Protection Lifestyle. Um, I've got a special guest today, Jared Reston, and um, it's an honor to have have you here, man. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Um I guess one of the things that drew me to you, brother, is uh, I saw a YouTube video uh, of you talking about uh, an experience that you had in the line of duty, a life or death. Like it was, I mean, it was a straight life or death kind of experience. And it really, really kind of the mindset stuff you were talking about and just the overall surviving what you, what you survived kind of caused me to really believe like, man, we can learn a lot from this guy. So, um, yeah, man, that's kind of why I, I wanted to get you on here for the most part. That's great. And I'll, t- I'll tell you right now, you're not going to learn a lot from me, <laughs> but I'll validate the stuff that you probably already know. Yeah. Or, and that's, and that's kind of how it was for me. It wasn't life altering. It wasn't, it was just kind of validation of some of the training that I've received. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? And then it debunked some other things, but it's still yeah. as a whole, it just validated my training. Yeah. Well, that's, dude, that's awesome. You know, knowing what we can, you know, knowing what's valuable and knowing what, you know, maybe just won't work for the situation. Um, that's good to go, man. Just real quick, just an overview for the people that are just tuning in. Don't go into the details yet. We're going to get into the details, but like essentially what was it that took place, man? So um, I'm a police officer in, in Jacksonville, Florida. Yeah. I was working an off duty job at a mall. I went to stop two shoplifters. One of them got taken into custody. One of them ran. Me and my partner gave chase to the one that ran, started a physical fight when we finally caught him, and then ended in a gunfight where I was struck seven times with a 45, one through my jaw, exited out my neck, three across my body armor in the front, one through my left thigh, right above the knee, exited out high in my thigh, one in my right buttock went, hit my hip, broke my hip, and then a, a graze of my right elbow, and then I was able to return fire and kill him. Wow. Wow, man, that is, uh, that's deep, man. That's, that's deep, brother. All right, good to go. Uh, so yeah, ladies and gentlemen, that's what you're in for. Uh, you know, we're going to understand this and, you know, try to learn from it and, and, and really kind of evolve our paradigms around protection, survival, and all those things by talking to, uh, Jared Reston today, man. You said you were working an off duty real quick though. You said you're working an off duty, uh, kind of side gig at the mall. Right. When that went down. So it's like a lot of police work. These like whenever you see a police officer working outside like a nightclub or something like that, 
Mm-hmm. The nightclub's paying them and then also pays like the department for the use of those officers. So it's like yeah. a way to just make money, mm-hmm. make, make some overtime, but not out of the city's time. Yeah. Yeah. No, I dig it. Um, so yeah, in our industry, man, we do that a lot, which is kind of why I asked you about it. Uh, and I think it depends on like the policies or whatever your department right. are or, or, and whatnot. Okay. And did you get any static for doing any of that? Like working off? Um, no, no, because okay. I mean, the, the part like, so the, the department, when you're on there, you're actually like on your duty. Like it, nothing, like I was under my insurance and it was workers comp, it was full duty. Sweet. Because for every hour that you work, like that place has to pay the agency $5. So like cover okay. like the uniform and the inch, like that's, so every hour you work, that yeah. company sends another check to the city. Yeah. So they're getting theirs. So everyone's getting taken care of. Good to right, go. Right. Solid man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Cause I've had some conversations with some guys about like different policies. So want to yeah. check that stuff out, man. So, so what is your background brother? Um, you, you know, police work. Was, I've been a policeman since I was 20, got into the Academy at 21 policeman wow. at 22. I've uh, been a policeman since 2001. Okay. Um, got on the SWAT team in 2004. We're a full-time SWAT team and things like that. Okay. And with, um, we had, we used, we're a full-time team. We've always been full-time, but we used to have kind of auxiliary duties where I've, I've been a gang detective and mm-hmm. uh, career criminal detectives and uh, like a fugitive detective on top of the SWAT and I'm still on SWAT and things like that. Yeah. That's awesome, man. What caused you to want to get into law enforcement? Like, what was at the base of it? The infamous question. I know in military and law enforcement guys, we get this question all the time. Yeah. Um, I think it was, you know, I grew up playing sports Yeah. and that camaraderie of a team and things. My, my oldest brother's in law enforcement and like I used to ride with him when I was, and I just saw the camaraderie with him and his partners and, you know, guys that he rode with. And, and I liked that. And I wanted to kind of, when I was done in college playing football and things like that, I wanted that to continue on almost. Yeah. And, and then, like getting in the SWAT, I wanted to be the best part of it. You know, I wanted to get in it and and do work. And like in 2000, when I went to the academy, you know, was, you know, pre 9/11, if you wanted to do work, you went to a major a metropolitan police department, got on their SWAT team, and that's how you did work. That's how you get up in it. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's that's how you get where it's at. Good to go, man. Now, why do you do kind of what you do? Are those reasons the same, or have they evolved through your experiences with the department? And- you know, I'm, I do it I, I, kind of for selfish reasons. I love it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I like it. <laughs> That's what's up. I, I don't, it's, it's, I get to, I get to really make a difference. I'm not, you know, yeah. we're dealing with like the worst of the worst in, in the city of Jacksonville, which we're the number murder, murder capital of Florida. I mean, like we're dealing with like really violent people. Yeah. And I'd rather deal with me and the fellows that I work with than, than run up on somebody else. Because we can handle business. So, I mean, that's it. And I just like what I do. <laughs> that's what's up, man. No, I like that. I, it Like, it sounds like when you say you like what you do, one, not a lot of people are that honest. So, that's freaking yeah. legit. I respect that. Uh, and then, two, it's like, like, you like what you do, but then when you really sound like you get a little deeper into it, it's like, hey, look, like, you know, it sounds like you kind of live the warrior ethos, like you're a warrior and you'd rather have those people run into you than any of the other people out here, you know, and you and your guys doing what you're made to do. You know, it's like, um, I think that's really honorable, you know, uh, 
I definitely, you know, if I'm understanding you correctly. Oh yeah. I mean, that's, and that's, I mean, and I, just, I, I firmly believe in, you know, like this, this kind of stuff is a calling and, and things yeah. like that. You know, I'm not a typical policeman. I haven't been like my entire career, but you know what I mean? I don't, I don't, I haven't written a ticket in like 16 years. I don't do like, that's not what I do. I do different stuff. Yeah. But, yeah, you know, yeah. It has to be done. And I know the tickets and things have to be done. I'm just a different, I'm a different cog in that machine. Heck yeah. Nah, man, I, I dig that. I, I love it. I respect it. Uh, I mean, for us, you know, it's the Marines. There's like, there's all these different types of Marines, but then there's grunts. And like, yeah. maybe you can't take them everywhere. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> but freaking, I'll go into a house with, you know, those guys, you know, anytime. Or you know what guys you'd take into a house. And uh, yeah. yeah, man, you know, you just may not have them at family gatherings as much. <laughs> you know, when you're meeting the in-laws, you know. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, no, I dig it, man. So that's, that's awesome. Um, and then now what you're doing these days, you have... Uh, rest in group. That's a training and consulting company. Yes, but I'm still full time SWAT. Still, I mean that like my training company is is a uh, my side business, I guess. Okay, okay. So you're still like up in it. Oh yeah. Um, critical solutions is your guys' slogan. Yes. Uh, what would you say? Define that. Like, why would you choose that? <sighs> it's training for the things that you can't really train for, and it's making the correct decisions under that but you need training to do it because it's not a black and white. This is, you are making a critical decision. You are, and we're going to give you the solutions to those critical incidents, like, and how to fix it. Yeah, we're trying yeah. to give you the answers to the test instead of coming up with them on the fly. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's awesome. And when those answers are required, it's freaking critical. <laughs> Heck yeah. No, that's awesome, man. That's good to go. If you were going to boil yourself down to like, you know, like who you are in your deepest levels, you know, who are you? Uh, you know, who's, who's Jared Reston? What kind of guy are you? I'm just a guy, man. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, I don't well, know. I'm a family man. I'm a, yeah. a, a husband, a father, a friend. I mean, I'm just a, I'm a guy willing to do what it takes for to get a job done. And it's, you know, yeah. it's just kind of what it is. Yeah. I think what's beautiful about that is, you know what I mean? Cause people see things, they see you through screens, they hear your stories that are, you know, in some ways on a different level than theirs. Um, I think a lot of life struggle is relative, you know, it's like, you know, like, yeah, maybe I did some trash here, you know, in this other country, or maybe you did what you did, but like, yo, the mom who's struggling to pay the bills, she's in the fight of her life too, you know? So I respect everyone's struggle, you know, it's all relative, but yeah. Uh, kind of the reason I'm asking a lot of these like uh, humanizing questions is because I want people to know like, yo, you know, you're just a guy who's willing to get the job done. A guy that's willing to stand in the gap and freaking whip it on, put yourself between, you know, evil and, and the innocent. And um, I think a lot of people hear about like when I tell them about my Marine Corps training, for example, they're always like, man, I could never do that. And I'm like, dude, if you were there, you would have done it because you'd have done it. I mean, you're gonna do it. There's, there's no choice of doing it. You're yeah, do yeah, it. yeah, yeah. You're going to do it. Trust me. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I just think it's really good to give people like the reality of, you know, yeah, you can become a lot of things. You can become more, you can be hard, but like, we're all really kind of really human. You know, it's just, I feel like some of us commit and some of us are made of different stuff because we go on ahead and add those things on, you know? 
but yeah, man, that's good to go. You know, uh, just a guy that's willing to get the job done, man. That's awesome. Yeah. And a, a guy who prepared to get that job done, a guy who knows his job and will prepare to get that job done. That's kind of, yeah. I guess I know what my job's and what to do. And I'll, I do everything. I try to front load as much as I can to get that done. You know, mm-hmm. tactics, physical fitness, combatives, you know, that's the type of stuff that, that, starts making you know your mindset right yeah yeah no i agree man uh, one of the despair one of the kind of disparities i've seen in my industry is you know we don't have like a regimented training uh curriculum most times you know you get on with a family you get on with a company and like maybe there's some minimum requirements but there's nothing that's like hey you guys need to perform at this level and that can't dip and, and constantly be up at that level so a lot of this stuff is on one's own initiative you know what i mean and you're saying like, yo, you're the type of guy that's been preparing to be able to do what needs to be done when the time comes. I think that's ultra significant. I feel like these life and death situations people find themselves in are like the culmination of a lot of little decisions, you know, like they kind of come together and like you either kind of have what it takes or and the cards fall in your in your favor or not. I don't know. What would you say about that? Like sounds like a, a an ethos or like a an idea you have about trying to do what you can to prepare for combat before it happens. Well, I mean, that's the, I mean, I mean, in my profession as a law enforcement yeah. officer, I know yeah. that like, my thing is, listen, I play with snakes at some point I'm going to get bit. So I just yeah. need to you know, be ready to prepare to kill that snake. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. Take its head off and then deliver it to the ER with me all jacked up. But that's something that you got to understand and take. And you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of police officers out there who don't, you know what I mean? They get into it for different reasons. Like maybe, you know, they wear the gun and the badge because it's part of the uniform, but they got into it really to be a, a crime scene investigator that, you know what I mean? But they still got to be the policeman to get to it, but that's like their path to get there. And sometimes danger finds them. Yeah. That's, that's the bad part. You got to understand. Yeah. You might want to get to there, but you gotta, you gotta make it there and you got to prepare yourself right to make it there. Yeah. Heck yeah. Absolutely. Okay, so like, let's get into this, man. Like, blow by blow, kind of what what went down. So you're working after you're working an extra detail, working an extra gig. Yeah, we get notified of some shoplifters. I'm actually talking to my wife on the phone. Uh-huh. I'm in the mall security office. So me and my partner in the mall security office, and we're, and uh, Belk's Loss Prevention, which is pretty far away, comes yeah. on. Says, hey, we're going to be stopping some a couple shoplifters exiting out of South Doors. Uh-huh. But we're on the north side, so we weren't going to make it to help them. So, okay, we'll have mall security bring it up on video. And you can see a white male and black male. They exit the store. Mm-hmm. Uh, loss prevention exits right behind them. And they identify themselves. The white male starts to fight them immediately. Okay. So I hang up with my wife. Me and my partner take off, and we go. And by the time we make it there and run through the mall and get there out there and make sure they're okay, the white male's already in custody, and they're walking them back towards so we stop and make sure everything's all right. They say, yeah, hey, the black male also stole something. We would like him apprehended. And I was like, well, where's he at? So about 75 yards across the parking lot, there's like a bus stop. Well, the suspect kind of separated himself from the bus stop and was like looking to see what happened with his friend. And they're like, that's him right there. Yeah. So, you know, he sees us, see him. <laughs> and then the big, uh, and then boom, he takes off running and then uh-huh. we keep running, chasing him. So we end up chasing him about a quarter mile. Yeah, and you still have back. You have someone with you at this point. Yes, yeah. So my partner's still with me, and uh, so we're getting there. And as we're coming through this one parking lot, he's running across the front. I can see his legs get wobbly, so I knew like his lacto acid built up. He, I, I was like, all right. 
and my partner's a real big barrel chested no neck joker. You know, <laughs> bowling ball joker. So I was like, hey man, yeah. I'm gonna pick it up and go get him. Yeah. So I picked it. I that's when I separated from my partner to go get him. When I got to the corner, I went. I drew my taser and I told him, hey man, you need to stop. It's a, uh, you know, it's a. I'm the police now. You're not messing with mall security. It's time to time to go back. Yeah. He turns around and looks at me like this and kind of backsteps and turns around and, and runs. Yeah. So then again, I chased him some more. I put the taser on his back, the red dot. I squeeze the trigger. I hold that red dot there for what seems like an eternity and nothing happens. No pop, no discharge of the taser, nothing. So then I look down at the screen. But yeah, it just failed. So the LED readout's just counting down. So as I'm kind of noticing what's happening and holding that dot on him, I've closed that gap on him. So I had to holster that, go hands on with him. So like so, hashtag for all those people who are like, just tase the guy. Why yeah, don't you yeah, tase yeah. the guy? <laughs> like that's not yeah, always. Tasers are a good plan C. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's what's so, up. Um, I go hands on with him and he had a black hooded zip up sweatshirt. So when I grabbed him, I was going to like dump him backwards. Well, he spun high and threw his arm over and broke my grip, came to rest with his chin tucked and his hands up. And I was like, all right, we're fighting. All right. So we got into a, a, a fight pretty quick. I was knee striking him, still trying to get him to the ground. Yeah. And shortly into that scuffle, he produced a Glock 21, 45 caliber from somewhere on his body. I never saw it. I didn't, yeah. I didn't, I didn't see it till later. And, uh, okay. So this gun was like in the fight before you registered, you're dealing with, Fire well, I think it was, we were, you know, we were close and I had him tight here so he couldn't hit me. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think he produced it while my head's his head and I'm elbow and a knee and he uh-huh. produced it from somewhere. He just went came up and I felt a big impact to my face. Yeah. And I thought he hit me with a punch and I was like, Oh shit. And it kind of threw me to my left and we were on top of like a dried up retention pond. Right. It's about 25 yards circumference, about four, four feet deep. You know, just the kind of water runoff kind of thing. And it was empty at the time. Well, I started rolling down that thinking I was punched. And in my mind, I'm like, all right, Jared, get up, get up. He caught you with a good punch. All right, get up, get up, get up. But before I came to rest, I could feel that my jaw has collapsed on top of itself. And my teeth are laying like horizontal in my mouth. So something's going on. Yeah. So by the time I come to rest and I look up, that's the first time I saw the handgun. And that's when he was standing over top of me, shooting me. Standing over top of you. Yeah, like so he was up on top of the embankment. Yeah. And so that's when I was like, you know, I was like, all right. And it it, it kind of pissed me off. And I'm always I always say like it didn't it wasn't like a blind rage. Yeah. It was more of like cheated me. I didn't know we were doing this. Like, you know what I mean? Like, oh shit, yeah, all right. Yeah, I didn't yeah. know we were gunplay. I didn't know we were <laughs> I didn't know we were to go. Yeah, like you said, yeah, okay. Yeah. And uh so and I was like, all right, well, I got something for you. So mm-hmm. as I, he started walking away, because I think he thought he killed me. Yeah. But when I sat up from the ground and drew my pistol, like as I was drawing and sitting up and fighting to get off the ground, he saw that big motion and he started coming back on me. So okay. I started engaging him from the ground, strong hand only. Yeah. As I'm fighting, I, only, I was trying to fight to get to my feet. I only made it to my knees. Uh, and um, as he, when he got close enough to me, I lunged up, grabbed him, pulled him to me, and fell over to the side and then put my contact shots to his head, ending that fight right then. Yeah. So all in all, he hit me 
you know, seven times in that altercation. I didn't feel any of the ones to my chest. I didn't feel, I kind of noticed my thigh, like when I got to my knee and my butt, when I got to my knee, but it wasn't anything distracting really. It was just like, okay, I can feel that. I always say it feels eerily like getting shot by Sims. Like, you know, like whenever you do like a major Sims exercise or something, like you'll know you'll got, you got hit like in your arm. You're like, oh shit. And then like when you take your shirt off in the shower, you'll have some all over your neck. You know what I mean? You're like, I didn't feel those. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, that's what I can tell you. I can tell you the first one was my face yeah. and I can't tell you anything else about the other ones. I don't know when they hit me. I don't know, you know, to me, like getting shot doesn't hurt. Yeah. It hurts about 10 minutes later. Yeah, <laughs> starting to register everything. Like, yeah. Once that adrenaline starts wearing off and you know, yeah. And it's just like, wow. Okay. Yeah, man, that's wild. So I, did you experience like kind of a dream state while this was happening? Like you're just kind of like in it and like, you're just kind of overridden with, you know, adrenaline, just whipping it on kind of like, was it kind of, uh, was it, was it surreal? Cause I'm thinking about things that have happened to me. And for me, a lot of it was like unreal. Like I was just like, all right, you know, I, I just got blown up. Like I'm a pile of guts on the floor. Uh, like I'm thinking about everything as it's happening and I'm like, but then it's real, but I'm like, not, I'm not like, I'm like kind of not tripping about it while it's happening. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know and that's, that for you. That's kind of how it was, but not like while it was happening kind of yeah. afterwards. Uh-huh. Like, I mean, during it, it was just, I, I feel like it was just, it was Life. training. You know what I mean? This yeah, guy okay. shot me, shoot him. Like, you know what I mean? Like, let's, <laughs> let's just, let's get this done yeah. and let's win. You know what I mean? Like, all right, we're, it's time to win. And, uh, you know, like a little bit, like when we got to the hospital, it, I still remember everything. Like I never lost consciousness. I never, wow. I was just, you know, just, but the whole time I was just trying to stay right. Like, you know what I mean? Like, don't, don't let myself go down these, like, uh, you know, thought processes that are negative yeah, just, or, you know, any of that stuff. She's like, all right, yeah, man, we're good to go. Heck yeah, man. There's so much to be said for that stuff, man. I think the whole, like, you know, I don't know, like, I feel like men have to feel, you know, and there's a lot of like this kind of, um, you know, I think there's a lot of stuff that with masculinity is like being challenged and questioned and kind of hunted, but something that I personally have found a lot of value in that's got me through a lot of training is a lot of that same, like, nah, dude, you're good. Keep on going. Let's keep going. Like, you can register all the emotional stuff later, but right now just keep on going. You know what I mean, like kind of like a man's got to do what a man's got to do uh, kind of stuff. Like gets us, it gets us through a lot. Oh, it does. I mean, that's, I mean, it's like healthy. <laughs> yeah. Anything can get, I mean, that's, I don't know. you can get through a lot. You can put your, the human body through quite a bit and it's still, it'll still work. Yeah. And it's a matter of mindset. You know, um, you were talking a little bit about your mindset through that situation, but like, overall kind of what would you say if there was any like mindset, if you were talking to someone who was getting ready to go into something like that, what would you tell them as far as like, Hey, this should be your mindset going into that, going into a fight for your life. Like for mindset, like, I don't, like, so mindset is a, is a big deal to me. Yeah. Like mindset kept me in the fight. Yeah. Like I always say like, look, help me survive it. Yep. Mindset made me fight back. Still mm-hmm. help me win. Be awesome. like you got to combine all those things. You can't, you know, 
you can be, you can have the meanest, baddest mindset in the world, but if you're not going to the range and training and, and doing things, then you're just, you're just, you know, you're not staying fit. You're not doing it. You're just, that's fake. Like mindset to me is, is, Hey man, I don't feel like going to the gym today. No, I'm going to the gym. Like that's, that's mindset. That's how you burn in the, the willingness to do things. Um, it's a piece. Right. Heck and yeah. you got to live mindset every day, train mindset, do those things. Mm-hmm. Don't let yourself get caught up. You know, that's yeah. mindset mind, and it to me. Yeah. It's like a piece of the equation. And, you know, I was actually, I actually had this like big fight with one of my buddies the other day and he was like, knowledge is power. And I was like, knowledge <laughs> is potential power. My friend, <laughs> I was like, like appropriate application of knowledge. That's how you get power. You know, yeah. you gotta do the thing to have the power, you know, if you, you can know everything, you know, like you're saying, you can have the mindset, but if you don't have the skills to execute on what, you know, you're dead in the water. Uh, and I think yeah. that's really good, man. Like, because I feel like like everyone kind of does focus on mindset, and I do too. But like, that's only like one component to being a successful warrior, or whatever we are. Um, right. Uh, yeah, I think you draw a really strong, really good point there. Because yeah, you can think positive, you can have the right mindset, but if you get outclassed and outskilled, you're just gonna get choked the frick out. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's that's, and you're not gonna want to, and you're gonna fight to the lights go out. That's, right. But that don't mean it. <laughs> it don't mean they ain't gonna go out. Still lost. Yeah, so. man. So mindset, you gotta yeah, you've gotta have the software to run, but you've gotta have the the you've gotta have the ability, the know how to execute on, you know, what your software is telling you. And then there was one other component you mentioned in there. It was like mindset. Luck. Luck. Yeah. You need to roll some snake eyes every once in a while. Well, I mean, like for me, like, you know, I mean that first yeah. shot could have went straight through my jaw right off the back and yep. you know, drop. You know, there's a lot of luck in gunfights, you know? Yeah. It's just, especially when you're taking rounds or, you know, just different things, you know, just whatever happens, sometimes the luck, luck will get you there. Just take advantage of the luck that you were given and win. Yeah. Don't let it be in vain. Like, make it count. You know, for me, I, I believe it's like my Heavenly Father watching out for me. Yep. Um, and I just stink and try not to let it be in vain, man. That's right. <laughs> you know, I try not to let this stuff that we get to do, man. It's a beautiful thing to be able to do these things. And um, I really, right. I mean, I just, I honor dudes that have been through stuff and they try to pay it forward, you know, with your training and consulting and stuff like that. Like that's, that's, that's good to go. Cause it's coming from a place of experience. If you were going to say that uh, you had a philosophy on combat, what would it be like? How do you look at this stuff? How do you look at now, you know, every day that you live in your life and you're putting yourself in dangerous situations? Is there any kind of philosophy or a way of looking at it that you have? Uh, so I guess some of my friends and some people that I respect, you know, they, they came up with it and it's die well. Heck yeah. Oh, that's the good stuff right there. Yeah. Well. Go into it a little bit. Like explain what you mean by this for, you know. I mean, there's worse things less. There's worse things in life than death. Heck yeah. You know, just honor the life you've lived by doing what it takes to save others or whatever. Like that, that's my, that's what I signed up to do. I'm going to, I'll die well. Yeah. Yeah. Heck yeah, man. I think there's a lot to be, I was, 
what movie was I watching? It's going to be so like bullcrap romantic a little bit, but I was watching like 47 Ronin last night, right? And they're all getting ready to like kill themselves over some trash they believe in. And I look over at my wife and she's used to this because I get like this. And I'm like, a good man, a strong man, he can die well. Like, this is what it's about. Like a life of service. You know, you get into this samurai world. Right. Mean service and you look at and listen to kind of like what a warrior really is like we sign on we sign on to die over something or people you know or right. we love or the guys that are out there with us you know um and when it gets real i think it adds kind of some more understanding you know to that and it's like well, i'm not here in this country for any political anything i want to get my dudes out of here and i want to go back and i want hamburgers and so honestly makes a warm body that's what i want you know what i mean like but uh, this yeah. whole kind of die well thing is like, you know, you, I think you, you nailed it. You want to die in a way that honors the life you're trying to live. And you want to die in a way that, that, um, you know, causes you to be remembered and just, you want to die with your honor. You know, yeah. I think a way that I'm systematically doing that, uh, is every single day, man, I, I don't know if it's weird or what, but I draw a lot of power from it. I think about death like all the time, you know, when I'm training, when I'm, am I going to get up and go to the gym? Yeah, man. Because like you need to, you need to, you know, you will think about the last 10 years. It feels like 10 minutes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you know, you've been a law enforcement officer since you're 21, but like, if you really think about the time, it feels like it's probably gone by pretty, pretty quick. Yeah. I'm down. You know, and so I'm like, man, we're dying right now. We're dying to do everything we're doing. I'm dying to sit here and spend minutes with you that I can never get back. You you know, yeah. time yeah. you can never get back, you know, to do this. And uh, so I think about death every single day. And I think I, I choose to die well by living as deliberately and as hard and as best I, as best I can. I love that ethos, man. That's, that's good to go. What would you say to the average man or woman who is getting ready to uh, take up the responsibility of personal protection? Uh, kind of for the civilians listening, like, all right, you know, I'm a dad, you know, I've been in corporate America my whole life and I want to start looking at being able to, you know, protect my family with physical violence if I need, if need be. What would you say the first step would be considerations, things to, to pay attention to? Well, I mean, first thing is, is, you know, find good training, find good people that you can surround yourself, like like-minded people and do it. And, if that's what you want, you go for it. Like that. Don't do it. Make sure you're in it for the right reasons. Okay. Like once you get the train, once it, it, once you'll know if you want to do it, once it starts sucking a little bit and you still do it. That's like the that, truth. That's a litmus <laughs> test right there, man. That's yeah. good. Yeah. When it sucks, like, I mean, every job's easy when it's, when it's new or it's easy. Like, yeah. Honeymoon but phase. When it sucks, you still go to work. And then that's, and that's when you'll know. And it, to me, I don't ever, like, I never thought I was some super dude. You know what I mean? I still don't think I'm some, you know, I was a guy who was put in a position that I trained to, that I trained for mm-hmm. and I executed my training. That was it. Like I'm, mm-hmm. I wasn't a, a superhero or like, you know what I mean? I don't have any mutant powers. I didn't go <laughs> right. do any crazy train. Like, you know what I mean? It, it, it's nothing. It was just, Hey man, I've, I've done stuff my whole life, you know, physical and things like that. And that's just what happened. Like I'm a winner. I've always been a winner. You know, I'm not saying that I haven't lost some things, but I I mean, I try to win. Heck yeah. And on fights, I win. (laughs) 
Yeah, that's how it been going down. (laughs) That's what's up, man. I love that. You got some cool tattoos, though. I don't know. (laughs) Uh, No, man. And there's a lot to be said for that, man, because I don't think we can we can't outperform our self-concept. We can't outperform our, you know, beliefs and stuff like that, man. And like even when I hear your self-talk, you know, when you're on the deck and you get like drilled with that shot to the jaw, like you're like, all right, dude, we're good. And let's keep fighting. Oh, I didn't know it was a gunfight. Well, I'm yeah. about to, I'm finished. <laughs> I'm finna bring the pain too. You know what I mean? Like that stuff that like, it's like a really, like you can take a lot. It's a, it's a rugged, gritty, hardcore ethos, like mentality, you know? And if I was going to like postulate and hypothesize on it a little bit, like I think there's a lot to be said for, for being physical through the course of your life, probably, you know what I mean? Like you've taken some good hits probably here and there. Yeah. That's inoculated to you and conditioned you. Oh yeah. There's, there's no doubt. I mean, that's, and that's the training. I was lucky enough. You know, I got on the SWAT team in 2004. We got a lot of training. This was 2008. Mm, okay. um, and there's no substitution for training of stress inoculation of being there. Like, I mean, for me, like everyone's like, you know, well, did you, you know, were you tunnel vision? And I was like, I, don't, I when I remembered, I don't think I was too much. And that's because of all yeah. this stress knock. Like I've already, I've started to come through. I've had yeah. the stress on me. You know? mm-hmm. I've, I've done multiple, this was my second shooting that I've been in. It wasn't, mm-hmm. I don't know. It wasn't, it was training. I, all it does is go back to your training. Yeah. And you, so you had like, you already had like programming, like you had software in your mind that was like spun up. That was like, all right, cool this is what we do. This isn't foreign to me. This is freaking, I got jammed up. I got jacked here, but I'm coming back, you know, and, and that's awesome. And I think too, on that, to that, you know, to that guy that's looking to get, you know, trying to get yourself to a place where you believe you could defend yourself and your family, or even for the guys out in the field, the agents, you know, out in the field, man, being physical, there's so much to be said for what you get from that and the training and continuing your training. Like, because at the end of the day, your brain is going to reach for whatever it has in there to help you survive. And the more software and physical training and things you have in there, the more tools and more sophisticated tools and more like hardwired tools you're going to have in there to run, I think, when you're going through these things, man. Oh, there's no doubt. Like through training and repetition, that's how you build. I mean, your brain actually has a physical change in it when you do yeah. things over and over. It's called myelin. It builds up on your on the nerves in your brain. So things that you do all the time, your myelin is thicker on that nerve because yeah. that it'll shortcut that. Like that's how yeah. it goes. If it knows you're doing this, you know, so that's where you get repetition. And that's also like when I'm really big, like in my training companies, is yeah. practice to make perfect, perfect practice makes perfect. So you got to make yeah. sure you're doing the right stuff during practice because when your brain's putting that myelin down, yeah. it doesn't do a weather it's good or bad. It's just doing, this is what, what we're doing. doing. <laughs> yeah. It's good. It, it doesn't grade on what it is and, and yeah. throw it out. It's just, if you do that over and over again, you'll, you're going to do that over and over again. <laughs> that's what's that's, up. Yeah. That's my thing. It's like, I don't remember, like when I remember like, all right, he's shooting me, get your gun. Like, let's get in the fight. Like yeah. my next thing I remember, I don't remember breaking retention do it like you know what i mean like that's yeah. just that just happens and the gun all i remember is picking up that front side as i was pushing out heck yeah yeah those neural pathways are like well established and yeah and you were you you already had that in there um 
no, that's good to go, man. Cause kind of what I say too, is like, like practicing for perfection is one thing, but what I'm practicing for is permanence. You know, like I want yeah. to know how to do this. I want this to last. And then when like, I'm flooded, I want to be able to produce that result. Um, I think also that lack of fear of death helps you not be as alarmed in some ways too. You know, if you're focusing on dying well and, and, and performing to the last, to the buzzer, you know, yeah. Um, heck yeah. So you said this was your second shooting. Um, yeah. This you, is my second. Okay. Are you able to talk about the first one? Yeah. Yeah. Um, a guy killed his wife down in Orlando, drove up here to murder the guy that she thought he was have, she was having an affair with ends up burning down his house. But like while watching the house burn, the police get there. He was holding himself, you know, hostage, I guess, for a while. Yeah. And me and a couple guys showed up. Um, he ended up running back towards down some streets, like going back towards the the, the fire department. So we were kind of paralleling them. And as mm-hmm. I was coming in between two houses, he started shooting at me from behind an air conditioner. Okay. So, like I can hear, I heard like over my head yeah. in between these houses. So I, I go prone yep. and my buddy's kind of on the corner of the other house. So he starts laying down mm-hmm. uh, where he was at. He's like, Hey, he's behind the air conditioner. You know, and he was just chewing up the air conditioner. So then I backed out, like had to crawl out, run around the other side. And when I got there, he was, his legs were kind of behind the, the eight, like his hips were hanging out. And he was shooting around that kind of, and my partner still shooting on the other side. So then I just, I went from, I put four rounds in him starting in his thigh. So I just kind of went up into his pelvic girdle. like and just yep. tried to get what I could. Mm-hmm. I had to shoot what I had. Yeah. So. Yeah, no, absolutely. And that was under that. Yep. Solid. So, and it kind of was that same kind of like you start pursuing a guy and then things start going south as you, you know, you find yeah. a pursuit out there. Man, that's what's up. Um, was there any big takeaways from that shoot? Any big, like, kind of? Um, not really, man. I mean, that was a pretty good, I mean, I was with a, another SWAT guy when it went down. I mean, we were on regular patrol, but we we, we showed up, you know, to this call. Yeah. Uh, and it worked. Our shoot, movement, communicate worked. You yep. know, find, find work. You know, I didn't have any work laying there. there. I didn't see there. So I was like, "Hey, man, I'm out of here. I'm going. I'm going to get, you know, get the shot on the other." Yeah. Heck yeah. No, that's good to go. Find work. Shoot. Move. Communicate. Uh, you know, keep moving. <laughs> keep moving. Yeah. Heck yeah. That's what's up, man. What would you say about the will to fight? You know, as far as, I mean, I hear it thrown around a lot. You know, the will to continue, the will to persevere. I think you kind of really talked about that a bit, man. That's like, you know, you have to kind of have that mindset to keep pushing through no matter what happens. Yeah, man. And to me, like my will to fight and stuff yeah. like that, it's, it's not my will to fight at work. It's, it's my life. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I understand and I, and it gets me in trouble sometimes. There's, there's yeah. no doubt about it. Um, but I'm not, I don't talk about like, there's a lot of people that are prepared that mm-hmm. can, that have great skill and can do it, but they're not prepared because they're scared of the consequences. Uh huh. Like I know the consequences if I get into a bar fight or something like that. And sometimes I'm willing to do it. You know, you mess with my wife. Like there's things that I'm willing to do to that get violence over my, my code. Yeah. It doesn't coincide with the law all the time. Hmm. So 
but I'm willing to do it. Willingness is what it's about. Like I'm willing okay. to, I'm willing to put myself on the line for something that like, that's, that's what it's about. Like people don't get a lot of like, that's not something that you can turn on at work and turn off. And it's, it's gotten me in trouble a little, you know what I mean? Or, or not yeah. in trouble, but in no, I get it. Yeah. And it gets a lot of dudes that do different things. Guys like us, yeah. it gets them in trouble. And people are like, well, that, I was like, no man, that, that's that guy's code. Yeah. It doesn't matter if he's at work or not. So sometimes the things that we get held up on a pedestal for mm-hmm. doing at work, we get bashed for when you're not doing it. When you're not working. Work. <laughs> you <know? laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's because we're always willing. Yeah. And that's always willing. And that's the thing. It's, you know, you know, you can have a dude who's the best, this best of that. And if he's not willing to put it out there, then he's, he's not worth it. I mean, great. You know, yeah. that's great. You can shoot on the flat range, super, super great. But if you're not willing to do this stuff, you're not willing to put it on the line. Then that, then you're nothing to me, because yeah. that's not my, that's not the world I live in. Yeah, yeah. You're not. I mean, you're not valuable. You're not. You can't stand in the phalanx with us. Like we can't depend on you if right. it comes to shove. You know what I mean? And that, I think that's kind of honestly, man. I keep going to this masculine thing today, but like that's what being a man is, or being yeah. an adult yeah. who's responsible for taking care of your own protection. But really, like. I don't know, man. I think there's something that's really, really masculine and awesome and beautiful about a strong man who's like, hey, you know, I'm here to bring accountability. I'm here to bring, you know, and 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 this is my code and I'm willing to enforce that. Right. Um, I think willingness, is a, willingness is where people tend to lose. Yeah. A lot of people are prepared a lot, but willing is what sets you apart. Yeah, that's huge, man. Being willing is what sets you apart. That's the truth. <laughs> because I, I mean, even since coming out of the Marine Corps, for me, like, you know, you know, you hear a lot of guys talk and stuff. And like, so I did my deployments to Iraq and um, gotten all my trash out there or whatever. But, you know, you just know sometimes when you hear guys, and I feel sorry for guys that haven't been able to get that, you know, validation or whatever, I guess. But the real question is, are you willing? And sometimes it's really hard to know if you are until you kind of live it here and there, you know? Um, But I think too, it's something someone who can make a decision about ahead of time and really like live their life in a way that, you know, I think they can be honest with themselves and be congruent for that moment if it shows up and hopefully it doesn't. Right. And then that's the thing is a lot of people never know, you know, whether it's going to come up and whether your test, you know, if you get tested or not, and you're always like, I, I've always, I still have that damn dream where no. you're pulling the trigger and it, you know, and it's, it it's, not, you. Oh, it's not, like everybody. <laughs> yeah, man, that's real. That's real. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's everybody's, you know, yeah. like in my first shooting, I tell people that it, it sounds a little weird, but my first shooting, I was happy. I was able to answer the bell. Yeah. Okay. You know, like people were shooting at me. I still was able to move, but we still did it. I didn't freeze. I didn't like, because being on the SWAT team and things like that, people depend on me like to yeah. do my job or others might not make it. If, if it goes that bad, then they, they expect me to kill somebody to save others. You know what I mean? Like, and if I could, if, so when that happened, I was like, that's great. I answered, I answered the bell. Like, yeah. And then my second shooting is the one that I was shot. And then I was happy that I performed after getting shot and like, and you know, that, that was a true test of, of training and things like that. And then when I got back to work, then my third shooting, I tell people like I needed that. 
Hmm. And people were like, why would you ever need a shooting? And it's not, I was like, I didn't need a shooting. I didn't like to, to keep my life. Like, you know, like my, but my, that third shooting let me know that I wasn't jacked up from the other one. Okay. You know, and it's like, Hey, I can still, I'm still going to do my job when I need to do it, you know? And, and that's the thing, knowing that you're going to do the job, even though I've proven myself multiple, multiple times, Mm -hmm. I'm still nervous that I'm not, you know what I mean? Like, I got to do this. That's why I train so much because it's always about, I I want to do this. If they they put me in this position, I want to be the, I want to be the guy. I have to do it. You know, I want to be a starter. And that's like, that's my thing. I I get from sports. I'm not, I don't like being on the team. Yeah. I want to, I'm the starter. Heck yeah. You know, I'm the captain of the team or whatever it is, like whatever they want, you know, shit, whatever it is, they, I'm going to get put out there to do it. Heck yeah, man. No, that's awesome, man. That's that, like, that's just that winning at, that's that winner's attitude, man. It's like, yep. You know, out of many, one, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Was it our guy said he's like out of a hundred soldiers, you know, it's like 80 of them, yeah. uh, you know, 80 of them, like 10 of them shouldn't even be there. 80 of them are just targets. Eight of them do all the fighting and we're, we're lucky to have them. And then, you know, yeah. nine of them do the fighting. We're lucky to have them, but there's, there's one, you know, and he yeah. the rest home. And I think a good warrior is every one of us should be aiming to be that one man. Um, just, and who knows if you are or not? I know a bunch of badass dudes that are better yeah. than me, but I, yeah, I, yeah. I, don't, I don't tell them. <laughs> yeah, right, 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 right. Yep. No, I dig it, man. I dig it 100%. You know, I may not ever be the biggest and baddest and strongest, but hey, I'm going to do my dang best. Yeah. You know? yeah. That's awesome. Always trying to get a little stronger, a little, you know, for what I've been given, I'll do, identity, I'll yeah. do a good job with it, you know. I might be better than you that day. That's all. Yeah. That, that's all yeah, that. man. You know, we go to the range. If like, even if I win, you'll hear me say it to my dudes. I'm like, dude, I just, it worked out this time. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we did Thunderdome. It worked out for me this time, you know, but yeah. the second the day flips, the second that shoot is over, dude, clean slate all over again. I got to prove myself again. And you know, that clock starts all over again, you know, and that's good, man. Not having, not feeling like you have arrived, you know, not feeling like, you know, the, the training stops or the learning stops a little bit of anxiety about delivering. I think it's ultra healthy, man. Like, dude, like I have to be able to, to deliver, you know, um, and living for a moment that hasn't come yet, you know, but living with that moment in mind so you can be your best when that moment comes, man. I think that's how you, I mean, you're keeping your head sharp. I think that's, that's the discipline. That's the game. That's awesome. I like what you said about that. You know, like you've been in three shoots that you're, you know, that you've mentioned and you're like, I still, you know, think about whether or not I have what it takes to deliver on that. Um, that's huge. That's sacred stuff. You know, what about this third one? Can you talk about that? How that went down? Yeah. Third one was, um, a guy killed his brother, his brother's best friend tried to murder his parents. Oh man. Um, his parents live, but just by the, by modern medicine, you know, they live like, and then he disappeared in the woods and we had a five day manhunt for him. We ended up uh, woodland searches and all that. And we found him. He went for his gun. We had ours burned him down. I mean, that's just cut and dry. Yeah. That uh, went down solid. I mean, it's time to, and you know, I guess for the civilians uh, listening, you know, and I would say like for me, my school was the Marine Corps. And they trained us to kill and they did a real good job at it. Um, I don't know your background. Well, you got in at 21. So you've been doing this stuff your whole adult life for the most part, it sounds like. Yep. But uh, for me, you know, 
I know that there's been a lot of stuff about PTSD and all this stuff. I never have had any issues with any of the things I've done in, over there in country. Um, because for me, I'd say it's a grace of God. My heavenly father, you know, stabilizing me. Everything I have is by the grace of God. Like I'm not on this planet still. Cause I'm like a bad, a like legit ghost midget ninja, ninja Jedi killer dude. Like I'm here. Cause I got like, like you were saying, like, Luckyish, you know yeah. I mean, like I was in four IDs, I was in five blasts. They actually got mortars on top of us once. Uh, sniper shot and missed me, uh, over there, which doesn't happen too often. Like, I should be dead, but you know, everything worked out. And, um, you know, I did the stuff that I did over there too. You know, I think a lot of it had to do with the way I was raised, you know, like disciplinarians. My family was disciplinarians, and um, it kind of taught me some pretty a lot of resilience, man. And also, you know, like I was on my own a lot. I had to solve my own problems a lot. Like mom and dad, dad's in the Bahamas, mom's in Washington state, you know? So it's like, Hey dude, like kind of take care of yourself, bro. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, and, uh, for, for whatever reason, like when I had to do things overseas, um, and fight in that war and all the things I saw, they didn't seem to bug me that much. Um, and also, I think a lot of the things, every for the most part, everything I did, I feel like um, I was doing what was right. You know, like I within the scope of what I was charged to do, I kept it black and white, and I did what I felt was right. And so, you know, I don't have a lot of demons chasing me around um, nowadays. Uh, but what would you say to someone who's been in situations like yours about mental resilience and PTSD and staying solid and things like that? Staying operational. PTSD is a real thing. I mean, that, that's just, there's no doubt about it. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, I str- struggled. Don't get me wrong now. Like, yeah. I just come back and was like, woohoo. Like, right. definitely and both times. Everybody struggles. And that's, yeah. and it's going to be a lifelong struggle. Yeah. And how it was brought to me, like, how it was put to me. And first off, I believe in the law enforcement mission. Like, I believe that yeah. we are in a, a land of laws and people need to, res- like, I'm, I am, I am a law and order guy. So I believe that mission. I believe that there are people in this world that are bad and they need to be killed. And I believe that there's people in this world who should never know the things that we've done or have done to protect them from never knowing. Like, does that make like the things that I've seen? I don't want people to see it. Like I don't want, that's the sacrifice that we all take. That's what people talk about. It's not that we're going overseas or I'm going to shift work or I'm doing this. That's not the sacrifice. The sacrifice is even car wreck, looking at distorted human bodies, looking at dead children. That's not something that we should see. Those are scars on our souls. That's our, we're sacrificing like our, our souls and our health for these things. And I don't ever want, like, that's why I do this. I don't want you to experience. I don't want you to have like, when they say, I don't know how you can do this or you, I don't know how you do your job. Hey man, that's why I do my job. So you don't ever have to do this. Heck yeah. That's like, that's, I don't want you. And that's, that's what makes this a great country. That's what makes this a great world that there's always, there's going to be those people, but there has to be people to stand up for those people so they can do their job. Yeah. Like, I don't want them to do, I don't want everybody to do that. Like, Hey man, I can't do taxes. So I need you to do that and I'll protect you to do my taxes later. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's that's what makes the world go round. If, if everybody was warriors and everybody was, then we would fight each other and it would just turn into a, a mess. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But they need to understand that 
there are people like us that protect them. Yep. And we need to understand we protect them so they can be people like that. Yeah. Yeah. Do you feel like you were, do you feel like in your blood, like, do you feel like you were designed? Like, are you doing what you were designed to do? Do you feel like this is your calling? Like, I feel so. I feel like it. Yeah. I mean, it, it, you know, either, either in law enforcement or military, but I, I was destined to do something, mm-hmm. you know, in this, this line of work. And like with me, like, I don't want my boys to do what I do. I don't want my boys to see what I've seen and, and have, and have to deal with what I've dealt with and things like that. Yeah. You know, I don't want my brother, my boys to ever get shot, but you know, if that's the life they, if that's the life that calls them and that's the one they choose, then yeah. I'm going to make them the baddest jokers out there to do it. But, yeah. but that's, that's the thing is, you know, everybody wants the best for their kids and what's better for them. And that's, and that's just kind of how, I, I mean, that's how I am. I don't know. Yeah. No, that's awesome, man. And I, I don't know. I just feel like you, you know, like you're just answering the call. Like I, cause I think the same things like, you know, like if someone's got to do it, I'm going to do it. You know, yeah. like I spend time trying to be a hard dude so I can hold up under the, under, you know, the stress and the strain of whatever life throws at me, you know, while I'm out with my client, when I was in Marine Corps with my guys, like no matter what happens, like I'm going to be, I, I, it's an honor to, you know, like even when I'm in the gym and I'm lifting weight, like, Honestly, man, I, it's an honor to be this strong. You know what I mean? Because I was created like this in order to be able to do something with it, you know? Um, and so you're talking about the weight and the responsibility of really kind of being a good guy and doing the things that you're doing, you know, the weight and responsibility that comes with us standing in the gap for people. Um, and I think it's something that's not considered very often. Um, because when you do take on these jobs, man, like, you're going to see trash that you're going to see for the rest of your entire life. And, um, you know, I came back from Iraq. I drank a fifth of vodka every single night warm by myself in my little wall locker every single night for 30 days straight, both times until finally like my inside started being like, Hey dude, you can't do this. And then I was like, all right, bro, like stop. <laughs> you know, and like I was fortunately able to cut that trash out, you know, cause just by the grace of God, I was able to control it. But, um, you know, there's a lot to be said for the weight that comes with going into the darkness, you know, for people. Oh, yeah. um, and then repeatedly, and then doing it again. Yeah. You know, continuing to do it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I got to go to work tonight. Like I'm, you know, that's, that's, yeah. that's just how it is. It's, and, you know, and like when mindset and things like that, you're like, I surround myself with dudes that I want to be. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I love listening to their stories and do it because if the time comes again, Mm-hmm. And I don't want to let those guys down. They're my friends. I mean, they've, they've called me friends. They've called, you know, they called me brother and things like that. So it's like, I'm not going to embarrass them. Yeah. So, you know, it's always living for something else. Don't live for yourself. Like living for yourself is a week. Is a, it's a bad, it's a bad life right there. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. I think a lot of men and a lot of warriors and people and women uh, even, you know, moms for their kids lifting cars off them. I think yeah. humans find a crap ton of strength through love and like what? thinking and fighting for others around them. Even, you know, a guy out, you know, me out with my friends, you can, you can mess with me. You can even disrespect me to a point. Yeah. But, like you get weird with one of my friends or someone with me. Like it's a whole different thing. Yeah, <laughs> it's absolutely yeah. unacceptable now. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, there's a lot to be said for that, man. And, uh, that's, that's really honorable. That's really honorable, man. The things that you said, you know, just taking on the responsibility of, of being 
kind of that shield or like the edge, you know, that's got to go into the darkness and everything that comes with that, you know, the camaraderie. Yeah. But also the reality that you're going to have to be that strong guy who's going to have to uh, deal with those things psychologically and stay centered psychologically. You know, there is a lot to be said for having a strong mind. It's what, you know, helped you barrel through that situation along with training and, you know, things working out in your favor, but then also, you know, as you go through your life and you kind of wade through the darkness here, you know, and you got to leave the loved ones behind, um, maintaining a strong mind through those things, no matter what you're seeing and experiencing. Um, I think it really makes a difference. No doubt about it. Yeah. Were there any major differences between like, cause you know, guys like us think about this trash, like combat and violence, from the time we're born, you know, you give us a stick, we're making it into a gun and we're taking over, you know, holding our parents hostage. So, but was there any major differences? Was there anything when you're in an actual, when you've been in these actual violence encounters, that's like, wow, this is way different than I thought it would be or anything like that. Or is it just kind of like very real? Not really, man. Like that's what I was saying. All this did is really validate a lot of my training, things like that. Yeah. What things in training, if, are there any things in training that off the top of your head were, were validated? Um, just staying in the fight. Yeah. You know, you're the human body is very resilient. You can fight through it a lot, you know? And that was one. I was like, shit, this doesn't even hurt really. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. Heck yeah. Just, and then a lot of myths that I got busted were like, you know, Hey, you'll never see your, your sights in a gunfight. I'm like, I've seen them every single time. Yeah. Um, I guess one thing I, I, um, I have changed in my training since my last shooting. Mm. It was my fourth. A guy tried to kill his wife in front of us. Okay. While we were leaving the range. Yeah. To go eat lunch. Guy tried to kill his wife in front of us, flipped the car. It was over. Long story short, came out with a gun. Mm. I shot him with a rifle. Okay. But I was literally like driving and he's, and and wait, how so how did this go down? We're going down a road. Yeah. His wife is in front of us like three cars. Uh-huh. We don't know. Well, a car pulls out, like kind of cuts people off. And, you know, we kind of had the blinders on because we were going to eat lunch. We're like, look yeah. at this jackass driving. Like, yeah. Yeah. like good thing we don't write tickets. Wait a yeah. minute. <laughs> so we're, we're driving. And then he, he comes out and like pretty much pits her. And she spins out. He kind of crashes off into some trees. And, uh, it's go time. And then he was trying to, you know, he stayed in the truck and we're like, this was not an accident. So yeah. as I come out, I grabbed, uh, I was in my, my sergeant's, uh, Tahoe. He had his rifle like right by my leg. So I grabbed his rifle uh-huh. and, uh, I get out and as we get out, she's screaming, he's trying to kill me. He's trying to kill me. So then we got to get up to him. So I come around the end of his trucks on its side. Okay. And he like, you know, driver's side down. Yeah. I'm like, hey, man, show me your hand. He shows his hands. He does a lot of stuff. I mean, he, we, we have about a four-minute conversation with him. And then finally, he was he said he wanted to die and all this. And I was like, nah, it's all good. And uh, I said, I'm going to get you out of there. So when I reached in and, and cut his seatbelt off, I saw he had a pistol sitting on, like, the vent window of his truck. Okay. Like, it fell and was sitting there. Yeah. So I, kinda, I said, hey, man, I saw that gun. Don't worry about that. Easy day. You know, and he's like, well, what if I just grab that gun? And I'm like, don't, don't grab the gun, bro. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like, dude, it's just not. Don't, you don't want, like, this isn't, you don't want that. Yeah. So I was like, hey, man, put your hands behind your head. And he put his hands behind his head and interlaced his fingers. 
Okay. And I could see the white and we're still talking. He's still talking about, it. he's like, Hey, I'm gonna grab that gun. I was like, don't. And then I just saw his knuckles go red where the blood came back into it. And I was like, yeah. don't you. And then he jumped for it. Yeah. And then, so then I, I laid into him. Yeah. The thing with that was I was hitting his body and then I went to his head and fired three rounds to his head. And we just left the range doing like burn it down drills, like, you know, yeah. like 0.16 splits and like, you know, yeah, fast stuff. Well, when it was over and done and I'm covering and I'm looking like, make sure everything's good. I see two holes right through the windshield where his head was. Okay. I was like, I didn't, I didn't ever see my dot not on him. Uh -huh. But what happened was when I hit him in the head, he dropped so quick. I'm shooting before my brain could even see that he moved. So I was out shooting my brain. Those split times, because it takes 0.25 seconds for your brain to see something react to it. And you know what I mean? Yeah. So by the time he was gone and I was like, all right, he's gone. Yeah. I put two more rounds downrange. And okay. at first I was like, I was kind of mad at my, then I was like, well, that's a training. So I'm out shooting my brain. Yeah. So for me now in my training, like I never take shooting past one, two, three, four, you know, one, two, three, four, five, one up to 30, whatever it is. Cause that's about 0.27 second splits, you know, yeah. and I can shoot multiple targets, even like you know, I'm shooting multiple, multiple targets, multiple hits, whatever it is. Like, Hey, it's one, two, three, four, five. I can, I think a lot of Instagram and all that fame's coming in and people yeah. want those fast splits and you know, they, they barrel in behind it and shoot a paper target. Well, that's great. Yeah. And I, and that's where, that's what training was, you know? Yeah. And then I was like, I need to reevaluate this because think of people shooting movers. They, they, I don't give a shit how fast you are. You'll never see anyone shoot faster than one, two, three, four, five. You know what I mean? You watch the Bianchi cup with the world's fastest shooters. Hey, one, two, three, four, five, you know, whatever it is because it's a mover. And then all, and if you think about it, everything that I'm going to shoot in real life is a mover because yeah. meat moves when you shoot it. Like yeah. that's it. It's never going to stand still. It's not a piece of paper. It's not, not a piece of you. Even if you hit it and it drops down, it's going to yeah. move. Yeah. So you can't out shoot your brain. So for me now, all I do is train to shoot movers and consciously make myself not shoot as fast. Cause I don't want to, I'm not an exhibit shooter. You're an exhibition yeah. shooter. I'm a, I'm a real life tactical you know, like doer. gunfighter. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. that's what I learned in my last shooting. And that, and that's, that's brought my shooting way up. Really? Really? Yeah. Because I mean, it sounds hokey. Cause like it is hokey shooting, you know, a rifle at 10 yards in an a box, one, two, three, four, five. And I'm like, all right, that's great. Now put one in the a box, one in the head, one in the pelvis, mm -hmm. or like, you know, three to the box, three to the, the head. And instead of going one, two, three, one, two, it just goes one, two, three, four, five. <laughs> Yeah, it never changes. If I got five targets laid out across and I'm shooting 10 rounds, it's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. It's not bang, 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 bang. Because what it does, the cadence, you take it off the shot to shot split times to speed up your target to target transitions. So it makes you work. And people are like, it sounds cheap. I'm like, it's counterintuitive, but it's real. Just get a fucking timer, motherfucker. And you'll be like, okay, it is. Yeah. And it's slowing down, makes you, and you're, it, it keeps you under control. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, the situation's already spinning out of control. If you start ah railing shit and doing stuff, because I mean that's the thing, man. I don't in my world, like I'm going and we're going different corners and I'm I'm shooting a guy, right? And he, yeah. he's going into my buddies where my buddy's becoming a backstop and out yeah. of my area of responsibility, I need to be able to shut it down. Right. Because I don't you know, there's nothing worse than me shooting my buddy. 
like, nothing you know, in the world, in the universe. It's like, hey man, you can't outshoot your brain. And, you, yeah. and what you're going to do is you're going to resort to your training. It wasn't like I thought about it. It was just like, hey man, I'm, I burn shit down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah, this yeah. close. This is what's going to happen. I'm about to torch this and, thing. And I threw those two rounds and they were right where his head was. And it was a tight group. And I, I mean, yeah. the, the management, the recoil management was fine. fine it was yeah. the brain didn't register. Hey, he moved. Uh -huh. By the time he dropped, I thought all three hit him. Yeah. And you, he, were, you were convinced like, all right, solid. Yeah. And yeah. You're like, oh snap. There's a hole yeah. in my, in that's, my, that's three yards with a rifle. Yeah. You missed. No reason. There's no reason. Okay. So for me, if you're going to resort to your training, man. So now I, I bring it off of it a little bit. Heck yeah! No, that's that's yeah, good, man. Yeah, and for for a tactical shooting, man, that's. I think every every shot needs to have you know I don't know I mean I'm not the TJ instructor here but I think every shot needs to have a uh, a responsible level of consciousness around it you know just because oh yeah no doubt in freaking unforgiving civilian saturated stupid environments doing this trash yeah. um and there's a lot of good stuff you said that what you were saying about uh splits man like i had a video like you know i'm yeah I, i'm rolling with some dudes that can shoot now you know and i got the marine corps and i thought i was like a war fighter and they were like okay all right just come on out and start shooting and i was like you know who i am you know <laughs> like just just come on out and just hang out and you know because these guys are competitive shooters and tactical but they, they've been training with pistols and stuff you know yeah and, riding on my laurels for a little while thinking I was cool, you know? Um, and I just, just got burned to the ground and like, and that, yeah. you know, that was like two years ago. Now, you know, I'm, I'm starting to like learn the ways of the Jedi and I, I can hang with, I can hang, you know, with right. the average bit. But, um, so this whole concept you're talking about, about, you know, the splits and cadence, you know, I'm thinking like, I'm going to one target, two shots as fast as I can, next target, two shots as fast as I can. But I didn't realize that that cadence and rhythm really does speed you up and uh on my youtube channel one of my buddies like taught me this and he did it right in front of the camera and you yeah. see my shots and you literally watch me get faster like i drop a whole like second or two off of um the chain the, the 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 string of fire because i start just working the cadence and it's just that rhythm and your splits actually do become much more not only manageable but much faster yeah um, so no, that's awesome, man. That's, that's ultra valid. And then realizing that, you know, it's not just all about speed, you know, it's not just all about speed and being impressive. Um, you know, there's, there's a certain level of, of just like tactical responsibility you've got to have. And we all know that, you know what I mean? And you maintain right. that obviously, you know, you had a responsible yeah. backstop, but at the same time, like, uh, seeing that, assessing that and recalibrating that. Was there anything else that, you know, the, the violence you've experienced validated or invalidated? Not really. I mean, every, I mean, everything else that I do is, is pretty valid. Like, you know, and everything, yeah. um, not really. I mean, it just, you know, lets me know who I am. Uh, you know, me being who I am is, is, is okay. Like that's about it. Heck yeah. No, that's, and that's, I think that one realization being who you are is okay. is like something that, uh, is one very empowering. And two, a lot of people spend a lifetime trying to accomplish, man. Like, you know, like I look at it two ways, you know, like I know the world now tells everybody like, you know, you should be proud of who you are and you're good enough, you know? Uh, but kind of the way I look at it is, you know what, uh, you want to respect yourself, 
freaking work on yourself and yeah. become a person you respect. So you can sit there and look in the mirror and be like, you know what? I ain't perfect. And I got my like Instagram six pack, but you know what? I'm good with what I got. Like I've, yeah. I've tried to be good with, you know, why Stuart with what I got and I'm proud of myself, you know, and maybe I'm not where I want to be, but I'm not where I was. And I'm working hard on my trash and I can look in the mirror and, and, and honor the man that's looking back at me because of the decisions I've made, you know, that's um, right. And freaking holding up, holding up, holding the line for your dudes and stuff like that. I contribute to that heavily, man. Um, that's good stuff, man. I would say, what are you most excited about that you teach nowadays? Kind of switching gears a little bit. Uh, I'm teaching nowadays is what I really enjoy is teaching CQB. A lot of the stuff yeah. is, I mean, a lot of things that like people want to bring you in for is all flat range and all that stuff. But CQB is, is, is really where I think my company shines and brings it uh-huh. uh, really like if you ever took us uh, a flat range class with us, the, the stuff we put in to our flat range and, and have methodology and this, that we do the same thing with our CQB and it just comes off really well. And I mean, that's what I'm super excited about. Our CQB's picking up a lot this year because people, it's slowly trickling out that it's, it's good because I mean, you can't show CQB on Instagram. So, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's getting really well. So I'm excited about our CQB. Cause I mean, listen, I mean, flat range is great, but mm. that just gets you a ticket to the show. Yeah, man. You want to step into the house. That's the show. That's where the big dogs get separate. I mean, I don't give a shit how you are. And all <laughs> flat range does is let you know that, Hey, you won't shoot somebody. If you come inside the house with me, like I, you're, you won't, you're not dangerous. Like you yeah. might shoot somebody, but it's on the, you shot, you shoot someone. It's on purpose. Because yeah. The flat range I've seen you shoot, you know, this is, and that's that's where you separate the men from the boys. The decision making in a house, doing stuff when you know in close quarters and doing stuff. That's the problem solving. And yeah, that's that's what I really love doing. Heck yeah! And that you have all that CQB stuff in your pistol course. So I thought I saw you got one coming up in uh, kind of in my neck of the woods here in a little bit. <laughs> yeah, uh, a couple months I'll be in Escondido. Yep. I'm in- Escondido at the beginning of of March. Yeah. And then I'll be back in Northern California. Mm-hmm. I believe. Okay. Yeah, man. I might try to join you for that Escondido party, man. That'd be definitely yeah. good. Uh, let's see. I got a few more questions about, uh, let's see, the things that you went, that you've been doing with your uh, law enforcement career here. Um, what do you think was the most difficult aspect of, you know, the shoots and the, the um, things that you've gone through? Nothing. <laughs> Just, I mean, I, don't, I mean, shooting people and shooting, I'm doing the job that needed to be done. That's it. Signed I, up I, don't for. Think, I don't ever think that I'm better than anybody else. Cause I've, you know, I've yeah. shot this many people. That don't make, that don't mean shit. Yeah. I, Cause you would have done the same thing if you were in my position. Like, You're trying to survive. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah they're putting people in front of me. I'm not actively hunting. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that you put them in front of me, I'm, I'm going to handle business. Yeah. So they just keep putting them in front of me. Yeah. Putting themselves in front of you. No, that's uh, like, there was this, I mean, I'm sure you've seen it. There's this thing, this reporter was talking to a Marine sniper and she was like, Oh, what did she say? She was like, what do you feel uh, when you, you know, pull the trigger and take a man's life? You know, the Taliban, when you're shooting the Taliban, you take their life. And he's like, recoil <laughs> you know what I mean like uh because he's reconciled in his heart and mind like this is what I'm here to do these are the lines in the sand 
this is what side this dude's on. And I'm fulfilling my calling as, you know, a United States Marine Corps scout sniper. And if you keep it simple and you know, you're on the right side of things, I would agree with you. you That's the thing with me too, man. I've never been in a questionable shooting. I've never like pretty much every, the four shootings I've been in, I've been in face to face with like evil freaking dudes. Like there's no doubt in their mind. You know, one was already a murderer. Second one tried to murder me. Third one murdered his entire family. Yeah. You know what I mean? The fourth one was trying to murder his wife, like right in front of us. Like it was, they were, so to me, it's not like one of those, oh my God, it was a kid with a fake gun or, you know what I mean? Like yeah. that, I can see how that eats at people's soul, but yeah. they were doing what they had to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, uh, that's tough. And like, so like for me, I was like, I just, I haven't done anything to regret the yeah. people, the, this, this world is better off with the people that I've killed off of it. Yeah. And that's, doing your job. that's, that's how I think about it. Heck yeah, man. No, that's awesome. Um, how would you say, I think we, we touched on this a little bit, but, um, just because, I, I, I agree with you 100%, man. Like I'm just doing executive protection. You know what I mean? Like I just do security. I mean, maybe half my problem is, you know, I got out of the Marine Corps and I was like, look, I just ain't going to become soft. So yeah. I'm about to train. <laughs> I mean, I'm about to whip it on. I'm about yeah. to take this trash serious. Uh, if heaven forbid, I find myself, you know, having to earn my keep in this game, I want to be prepared for that. You know, how would you say lifestyle lives in, uh, plays? So I start this thing, executive protection lifestyle, you know, it's like, because I believe, and I guess you can speak on this too. Like if you're carrying a gun for work, yo, you got more than just a job. What you're doing should require a lifestyle because you start thinking about the training, the mindset, like you said it yourself, like we got to come to work with the right mindset, hardware and software you know, and, and we already know we're rolling the dice. You know, you're writing a blank check tonight when you go to work. When literally when I, you know, work this client here after this interview, like I'm writing a blank check, these people hired me because they believe they need me. You know, I, I would talk about that lifestyle piece, man. You know, like There's definitely a lifestyle piece to it, man. If the only time you think about it is when you're at work or you're at training, it's probably not, you're not, this isn't right for you. You're just, you're, yeah. you're riding the bench. You yeah. know what I mean? That's the truth. I mean, this is this is all about, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, when I went to the academy, I don't know if they did this to you guys in the military, but they always said, like, hey, you should hang out with people that aren't cops. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, it just helps you keep balanced and, you know. Mm. And I'm like, yeah, man, I don't hang out with anybody who's not a cop or a military or knows what the hell I am. You know what I mean? Yeah, can appreciate that. Man. Because I work a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I work regular. I work Overtime, I work my my company. Like I, yep. but when I'm off, I don't care about hanging out with people who don't understand me. And you know, why do you do this and why do you do that? I don't. I don't want. I just want to hang out with buddies and talk about football or, or whatever. Because we don't we don't talk about that stuff really. I mean, we'll yeah. we'll we'll show each other guns and doing stuff like that. But it's never yeah. like, oh, everybody, why do you do what you do? Like you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, why do you do it? Because it's the same thing. Like that's the so that's how I see it. Like it, it's yeah. definitely a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. It's um, that to me is your mindset. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like I don't walk when I'm not working, I don't walk through parking lots just like, la, la, la. like you know what I mean, I still, <laughs> like I'm still doing my yeah. job. Yeah. And if you find yourself doing your job, not at work, work. <laughs> you got the right, you got your right lifestyle. Like that's just how yeah. it is. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, that's so it, man. Like protect, like for me, one of the other things I say is I'm a protector by nature and by trade, you know, like yeah. I'm out with my wife, I'm protecting you. Know I mean, like I'm in a restaurant having a sandwich by myself. Like I genuinely believe because, because I'm there, the restaurant's a little safer. Yes. A strong man there willing to do good things. Um, you know, and that's just the ethos that guys like us live by, man. Um, what, uh, what would you say to, you know, someone who's looking to get into law enforcement or looking to try to follow your path, like wants to get in there, get after it, get sent somewhere hard, wants to be the guy that's riding off into darkness, you know, to fight evil at nighttime or whenever it may show up. Find a great department and go after it. You know what I mean? Go do it. I mean, if that's what you want to, don't let people, you know, tell you you can't, don't let any of that, like, for me, like my SWAT team has really high like PT standards. Yeah. You know, I played defensive line and in, in uh in college and when I went to the police academy, I was like two hundred and seventy pounds. Wow. And these guys are like one seventy little monkeys, like you know what I mean? Like rabbits like, just running like Yeah, yeah, like you know, it's, it's an easy day. Like and I'm like, Great. And they're like, You'll never make it. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're too big, it's gonna be too hard on your body or whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, Well, cool. Fifteen years later, I'm still here. Rigging, kicking it. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, don't let anybody tell you you can't do it and just, Mm -hmm. and fight, fight for, you know, that you can. Yeah. I think guys like, you know, guys like you uh, and maybe dudes like me are like, it's a rare breed. So I think if a young man who's, who, who has this type of like song in his heart, who has this drive, who has that little voice in the back of his head, starts talking to people, they're probably not going to understand. And they're probably going to be like, nah, be normal like me and average like me, you know? And, and there's a high probability, like, you know, they might try to discourage or like not be down with it. Um, but I think what you're saying is the key, man, just get in there, get after it. Because what I think is, is really scary is getting to be old and having to be that guy. And you hear these guys, I'm sure they talk yeah. to you all the time, man. I was gonna, I was gonna, <laughs> I was gonna join the military. I was gonna get into law enforcement back in the day, but you know, yeah. oh man, that scares the trash out of me, man. <laughs> like, just go and get in it because I don't think I don't know because I, you know, I'm doing I'm doing what I love. Like I love doing this trash. You know what I mean? Like yeah. sometimes I wish for my job it got a little bit. I could I could pick up the pace a little bit more, and it got a little bit more intense, but. Dude, I've had an amazing career. I've been to over 70 countries around the world. I've seen things that people like dream about. And like, you know what I mean? Like I've been, it's been an amazing career, but at the same time, like, and I wouldn't give it back for anything, but like, I don't think that that song in your heart will just shut up. You know what I mean? I think you either do it because it's in you or you, or you're gonna hate your, I mean, you might do it. You're going to hate, yeah. you're you're hate your job and you're going to hate, like there's there's dudes that are out there like man, this sucks. Yeah, dude. <laughs> and those are the guys, and those are the civilians who go out and train and do like you know what I mean. Those are the ones you see on the range that are yeah. training and doing things, and they're like, man, I would have loved to do it, but but their path like they can't go back now. Yeah, they're 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 too. So don't just be a better citizen. Yeah. you know what I mean. Like be you know make sure you carry a gun all the time. Make sure that. If when you're eating, like just how you're saying, like you're eating a sandwich, that restaurant's safer because you're in there. Yeah. Because you're trained. You just be better and be ready for the fight. And you know, and for like a young person, like I would say, if you're the guy that's willing to fight, 
like with your friends or not pick the fights, but it's, you know, you're not, you know, you're going to make sure, right. You know, or someone's picking on your friend. You're not scared to step up and you're not scared to get into a crowd and, and get into an argument even or whatever. Listen, you need to go find military or law enforcement or you're going to end up in jail. Yeah. I feel like that, that would have been me. Like, you know what I mean? Like I'm not, I needed to find a, the purpose for what I'm willing to do. And like what, 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 what meets me. So if you're that guy, man, you're going to be a good soldier or a good policeman. <laughs> yeah. Get on the path. No, nah, yeah. man, that's huge. That's huge. You know? Cause like, if I think about my life too, man, I've been a warrior always from since that time, as we say in the Bahamas and it is the grace of God that I found myself into a place where it was acceptable to really be able to push hard and like get that out and do that and be that a hundred percent. Uh, right. for a while, man. And that's, that's wisdom. I believe, man, that's wisdom. I think there's a lot of men out there that could use, could use hearing that, you know, uh, if you're that guy, find a good outlet, find a path that, you know, you can like factor in that warrior ethos on the inside of you in a way that's going to benefit the heck out of your life. You know, Marine Corps, I survived it and it's benefited the heck out of my life, you know, and, and you're going to do something to where you can go to work every day and feel honor and, respect yourself and be part of something you think is, is honorable things that people have been beating you down on your whole life for your willingness to do. Yeah. Held hot. Like that. that's because you're, you're willing. There's yeah. not a lot of willing people. Yeah. No, out of many men, one, you know, out of, out of that crowd, you know, who's going to be the guy that's going to stand up, you know, and I think that's who this episode's really for. Uh, you know, if you're taught, if you're listening to this and there's something inside of you that's moving around, answer the call because you're only going to live but so long. You're only be capable so long, man. Uh, so get in the fight, you know, good guys can use you. Good to go, man. I mean, are you, I mean, that's that, I think that's kind of, that's, that's the whole idea. That's, that's most of the podcast right there, right there. That's a good place to set it down. So where are, what are you doing now? Where can we find you? Any plugs? Yeah, man. Um, time, man. Freaking Facebook, you know, uh, Instagram, you know, it's, wrestling group under all of them. Um, check it out. Find me website is wrestlinggrouptraining.com. You know, check out our schedule. We're, we're pretty fooled up for 2019. You know, join us. Outstanding. And I, yeah, man, I, I think what I really appreciated the most about talking with you, um, is that you, you just, you're just a good dude, man. Like, like you're like a man, like a normal guy. Like, and you, yeah. you make sure you don't like float around in the clouds on any like, you know, special sauce or accolades. It's like, nah, man. Like, I'm an American dude. I like playing football, and you're a big dude. I remember, <laughs> I remember being like, "What's up?" <laughs> hey, uh, <laughs> I seen you on YouTube this one time. <laughs> I was like. Good to go. Now you look like you're playing football or some trash before you got into it. Uh, so that's, that's good to go, man. Yeah, like you're just like a good guy who's willing to answer the call. There's a lot to be said for being willing to answer the call. And, you know, by the grace of God and, and training and preparation, you know, and you had what it takes um, so far, you know. And none of us plan to live forever, but we plan to die well. And that's freaking there you go. what it's all about, man. Heck yeah. <laughs> Yo, thanks so much for spending this time with me, Jared, man. Hey, awesome. No problem, bro. I look forward to hopefully getting in on some of your training when you come out here. And um, uh, definitely look forward to the next time our paths cross, man. It's been a good combo. All right. Sounds great, bro. Yeah, man. All right. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. 
boom. And to support this podcast, go to executiveprotectionlifestyle.com and contribute to our Patreon account. That Patreon account is what helps me make this podcast possible, contributing to this brand, what we're doing here, making it so that I can bring better guests on, making it so that we can plan more events and just expand the contribution to the private security industry and also to make an America a safer place by teaching people how to protect themselves and the mindset behind that, the lifestyle behind that. You guys are already killing it. $1 a month. $5 a month, 10 bucks a month, 20 bucks a month, whatever you can do that you know you would probably just lose in the mattress anyway or spend on McDonald's. Hey, you want to put it towards something that's going to good use? Put it towards a podcast and get involved in our, our Patreon account at executiveprotectionlifestyle.com. And if you want to find me, that's byronrogersmotivation.com. Um, you know, do whatever you can, contribute whatever you can to that Patreon account because it makes all of these things possible, ladies and gentlemen. So much love. Thank you, thank you, thank you, and thank you for making those contributions. You guys rock. We're already doing amazing there, and it's just because of you guys. So thanks once again for those contributions. Boom. I hope you guys enjoyed that episode of Executive Protection Lifestyle Podcast. This whole entire thing actually just started off as a Facebook group that blew up and is one of the fastest growing, if not the fastest growing executive protection uh, Facebook group online. So if you haven't joined the Facebook group, join the Facebook group. Uh, follow us on Instagram and check us out at executiveprotectionlifestyle.com. If you want to find me, that's Byron Rogers Motivation. Com, and I'm on all the social media platforms, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook as well. So until the next podcast, y'all, stay sharp out there. And as I say it, one mind, many weapons. Talk soon. Out.